TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Marcus, we want to, everybody in uh, Champion Nation is uh, cheering up right now, listening to this, and uh, congratulating you and Sarah and the family for welcoming a brand new baby into your life. Uh, welcome to the world, Tommy. Oh, thanks, LT. Great to uh, be here. Just a few days after Tommy Alexander came into the world, this is the first podcast I've recorded since uh, Tommy came in. I'm pumped to have a chat with you and uh, really excited to. It's it's really cool to do this because um, I can't believe that just a few days after he's born, I'm back to work and uh, getting into it. And uh, who better to talk about it with than the great Lawrence Jasper Tam? Hey, brother. I I just can't believe you actually wanted to do a podcast today. I thought I had to do this myself. For the for, you know to get through it and. <laughs> Calling me and go, let's book a time. I'm like, man, you just uh, you just had a baby. Like, what are you baby. doing? I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought I thought we could talk about this on the podcast today because it really has blown my mind how quickly things have really, uh, for want of a better term, gone back to normal since um, Tommy was born. And I know a lot of parents listening to this podcast will get it. You know, in terms of the the third child just goes back into routine, all the rest of it. But, you know, I was doing emails the day after Tommy was born. The fact that he was born in the middle of the day was really weird. I'm not sure when your kids were born, LT, but uh, Maya and Darby were born in the middle of the night. So, it's just a really different experience to have your, your, your child born in the middle of the day. My dad, my father-in-law, Rob, said to me a couple of hours after Tommy was born, he said, oh, we could have a beer later on if you want. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I could if I really wanted to. Like, it's the afternoon. Um, but it's, it's very different the way that a third child um, assimilates into the family. Um, you know, kids still go to school and stuff still happens and, and food still needs to be bought and meals prepared, all, all those other things. So, um, yeah, there's lots to talk about. Plenty of insights um, since young Tommy came into the world. Yeah, sorry about this. Sorry, gotcha? Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a cutting in and out there. So, uh, well, hopefully we'll just I'll just edit, I'll, edit, I'll, edit that, I'll edit that out later. We can just... You can just pick it up from that answer. Yeah. So listen, um, a couple of things. Uh, I think it's 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 such a weird thing. You know, I I only have two kids, and um, the first child that we had uh, with Kaya was, I think I I don't think I surfaced for about nine months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I went to work obviously practicing, and then I went straight home, and uh, that was my life for about nine ten months. I, I clearly remember it. Uh, that uh, it was the toughest nine ten months of my life. Um, but you know, when, when Christian comes around, it, it's just, you know, it's totally different, isn't it? Like you, 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 yeah. know, you, you gotta, life moves on and you were just, yes. we we're just having this discussion yesterday uh, when we were, when I was chatting, having chatted with you, I was like, man, like, you know, life doesn't stop for anybody. Like just, you know, the world is moving forward. I just did this talk in, in Adelaide. It was, it was just sort of saying that same thing. Like, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, I don't care if, you know, um, you know, like a child being born or someone passed away or, you know, you have a hard day or a tough day. But the world doesn't stop for you just because you had a tough day, right? And the world just keeps moving along. So it's your responsibility to to stay in that um, situation for as long as you need to. But sooner or later, you're going to have to kind of pull yourself up and, you know, 
get back on the ride because you know the world is spinning and the world is moving the train is constantly moving forward and uh i think you know the the longer we stay still while the world is moving the harder it is for us to kind of catch up so there's lots in this right what what you what you said there gets me thinking because there was a few times in the first 24 48 hours since tommy was born that i i was wondering am i am i a bad dad for like uh, you know, sending emails, doing some work, making some calls, booking in podcasts. Like, should I be uh, doing more of X, Y, Z? And and it's almost like the 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 brain of the first time dad is kind of knocking on the door of the third time dad, going, "Mate, you should be in there doing this, helping out there, all the rest of it." Um, and I wonder if that's what people feel like in terms of should I? We get the guilt based on things that have happened in the past. Mm. rather than going, well, hold on, like you said, the world's changed or the world's moved on, the world's continuing on whether you like it or not. Um, there's still a, there's still lives to be lived and, yeah, and there's a world happening. And I think that's a, I think that's a real, as Sarah and I were talking, were you and I talking about this? I was talking about it with someone yesterday, Kaz, who works at 28 with Kim Morrison, was saying that there's a real attitude adjustment that has to um, take place. Like I'm going through an attitude adjustment at the moment because I'm recognizing that, I I knew what life would be like up until Tommy was born, but the day after, like everything's changed. Like for example, yesterday I cooked breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Normally I would do breakfast. Sarah would do lunch, and Sarah would normally do dinner. Mm. Um, yesterday I did breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I think I picked up I picked up Maya from school yesterday. That wouldn't normally happen. So my head, my work brain, because again my work is my highest value. And my family would be my second highest value, but I know people find that a bit weird sometimes, but most of you would understand what I'm talking about. My, I'm constantly thinking about work, okay? And I love my family and I'm constantly thinking about my family, but from 9 to 5, let's call it, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'm thinking more about work, whereas Sarah would be thinking about how's Maya going at school, did she eat her lunch, what are we going to have for dinner tonight, what will I prepare for the kids' lunch boxes tomorrow, that type of thing. And I've been having to have that attitude adjustment this week going, well, work's really important and there's, and there's certain things that I really want to do but I also must think of how Sarah going, how's Tommy going, um, who's taking the kids to school, who's picking them up, who's making lunch and dinner and that's probably been the thing that's twisted my mindset or challenged the champion mindset the most, LT. Well, you know, I think, you know, I think it's want to be, you, you know, I want to go back to your original kind of statement you said, you know, do am I a bad dad? Um, and my answer is yes. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> my answer is, is absolutely not. I needed some confirmation. Yeah. I'm a shocking dad. Yeah. No, no. I, I think the answer is this. I think the answer is this, that, that you know, there's going to be people listening um, that are, are going to judge, right? He goes, yeah. how can you think about work when you just had a brand new baby? Like, that's the most miracle, magical moment in your life. And I get that. I remember that. Then the very first baby, when, you know, when our first child, I'm sure like that that's the most magical thing in the world. And not that the second one's not, no, neither is the third. But the thing yeah. is, is that... Um, we shouldn't judge. Like, I mean, it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks, really, I, I think. It's just that, you know, the, the key thing is that you are in a different place now, not because it's a third child, not because Tommy's the third child, um, because you are in a completely different situation, career, um, uh, and, and, and path um, than you were, you know, when when your other kids yes, were born, when Maya was born, or when Darby was born, that's exactly that's exactly what I needed to hear. Life's yeah. just different. Life exactly, just it's different. not because it's the third child. It's just because 
it's you know been a couple of years like you know you are you know you are the entrepreneur now you know where where when yes. i was born like you weren't like you you know you know the sarah yeah. was working still and she was you know she was practicing and it's just a completely different situation you know um yeah. and and there's certain things that you have to get done now where you didn't have to do and if you have the the luxury like the luxury to to not respond to any emails and to be able to take time off if you have a nine to five job and you work for a corporation or you work for a company that allows you to have the five days off awesome that's great for an entrepreneur though like for when 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 our when we don't work the 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 company folds (laughs) yeah yeah, that's right the pop pop, you guys don't get that now i know that we don't you know necessarily i know you would say you don't have to do it for us i get it but we're on a schedule we're trying to be a ritual right we're 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 trying to go hey this is what we said we're going to do we're going to do this right and we missed a few once in a while in the last four years however it's like that's the plan right that's the plan we're human but at the end of the day is that we're kind of sticking to plan if we can possibly like if marcus wasn't able to do this i would have done it like, you yeah. know, I had actually an interview scheduled later on today that could have was going to go on the wellness guys and probably will go on the wellness guys now, but would have been easily put into the, the champion's mind if Marcus couldn't make it. That was my plan B. Like, it's, it's just like you got to work around it. So I think, you know, going back to your, your original statement is that, no, you're not a bad dad. Like, it, it, it's what you need to do. Right. And but I think it's oftentimes what we don't see is that oftentimes people don't, um, you know, I know you well enough, Marcus, that. You're not doing it because you know you 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 poor you know you love your business more than your family. You, you're doing it because no, I'm not it's, escaping. I'm not escaping my family responsibilities exactly. to the safe place of the work. Yeah, you're doing it because that's what you need to do. Like it's it's things yeah. that you have to do, and it's like the kids need to eat. Right? So you yeah. have to cook breakfast. You yeah. have to cook lunch. Like you have to eat. Like we could just go. Oh, let's you know, like let's you know, they can starve because we got Tommy now. Right? Like, <laughs> I, I'm sure we could do that, but that's, that's not how the you most. Feel with your first child, you're like, we don't need to eat, babe. As long as the baby's healthy, you know, we'll just you know we'll wing it. Yeah, but, but that's because um, we have luxury of time, right? We have yeah. luxury of like no. You have now two other kids who uh, who's just as precious as Tommy. And yeah. so they need your attention. Like their attention span for Tommy is like, oh, that's a beautiful baby. Can you play that? <laughs> yeah. You're so spot on. I oh, know I was taking them for a walk to the park the day that Tommy was born because they were just running wild in the house. I was like, I've got to get these kids out of here. Yeah. You know, which would never have happened when the first child was born. But like you said, um, totally different time. So it got me thinking, can I raise a little question with you? Because it kind of got me thinking about um, this mindset around does it feel any less magical? And it got me thinking about some of the things that I've been at pains to tell people whilst I have been working and whilst I've been doing things like taking kids to school and um, cooking dinners and all these things. Don't get me wrong. This is as magical as it was when Maya was born. It's just not as novel, if that sounds, mm. um, you know, like Maya, when Maya was born, it's the first time I'd ever had a child born. Um, this, Tommy's birth, it was... It was far less surprises, um, knew what was happening, um, everything kind of, you know, you just kind of know what, what to expect. doesn't make it any less magical. It's just less novel. So it got me thinking about things in our life that we experience today because I don't want this to be a, a birthing episode. I want it to be about what lessons have I learned uh, that we can talk about on this podcast and what, what do we experience in our life today that once upon a time was a dream and now we have it in our lives today. And maybe, maybe we take it for granted. Um, Great question. And, but once upon a time, it was a truly magical concept. So, um, 
I think I think like I'll just start off and I'll, and I'll say this straight away that like you know kids is definitely one thing which we we get so caught up and when I say we I mean we as a society get so caught up in the minutia of raising kids like you know packing lunch boxes and and school drop off and you know homework or all of those things but I think it's so important every now and again to get a real reality check because I know there's people listening to this podcast and is hundreds of thousands or probably millions of people around the world that for whatever reason have struggled um, to have children or haven't had children for any number of reasons and they would love the minutiae of packing a school lunchbox, mm. of taking, of doing a school drop-off, um, of having your child come crying home from school one day or whatever it is because they just love to have a child. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm at pains to say that you know this birth hasn't been any less magical, um, but it's really important for me personally that I continually to re- remember how much of a gift it is um, to have that child because I think there are areas of our life which we do, rightly or wrongly, take for granted. Isn't that true though? Like It's just that if you don't spend the time to be thankful and, and to have the gratitude, um, it's so easy to slip into that. Like I'm sure um, all the parents that agree with me, raising kids are tough. Yeah, like tough. I love that analogy. What you just gave is like it's tough. Like it's like at the end of the day, you you know, at five o'clock when you got a kid, like they're not eating or they're they're playing around, they're mucking around. It's like God, set the table, and you know, all the stuff is going <laughs> around you, and it's like, yeah, you you just put that back into perspective and going, hey, we're lucky to have these kids, right? Yeah. And there's there's people out there um, that that don't have that opportunity, and they've tried, and they would love to to be in that same situation. But but that's it with anything, isn't it? We just take it for granted. We take it for granted that we me I'm talking to you. You're in freaking Byron Bay, and I'm in Sydney, and we're recording on this. We're and we're broadcasting to thousands of people. You know, yeah. that we take that for granted. Um, you know, I, I take it for granted that you know. I think the original question you had was, you know, what do you take for granted that you never thought you would be, you know, that you would have in life? And um, I would not have ever imagined that I would be in in Australia. Like yes. that I could yeah. like literally look out at the ocean right now, and and I take that for granted. I take it for granted of where can I live. Can you see the ocean from your office? I can literally. I'm actually looking at the ocean right now as I'm I'm okay. talking to you, and and I would have you know it, it was a novelty when I first moved to Perth, like when when I when I first moved to Australia and walking on the beach in Adelaide, and then walking on the beaches in Perth. And I used to do that every day. I remember doing it for thirty days, like a whole month. We're like, oh, it's a beautiful day. We should go out to the beach. Oh, it's a beautiful day. We should go out to the beach. And then I realized in Perth, it never rains. And after about a month, I'm like, it's always nice here. Right? Yeah. I come from Canada, so it's a little bit different. And so, you know, for people in North America, they don't, they not might have the opportunity. I mean, they spend, you know, they spent uh, uh, thousands of dollars each year, um, time way to save up to go to uh, to, to the beach, right? And now yes. for us, it's like the beach is like literally right there. Like I can see it. I can walk there in like, yes. you know, five minutes. And <laughs> you, you, we take that for granted. And I don't even go there as often because I'm so close to it. It's, it's so isn't it so weird, yeah. right? So things like that is I take that for granted every single day. It's a daily basis that I, uh, you know, that if I don't think about it, it's, yeah, it's just there. Um, you know, I think we take it for granted the technology that we actually have. I mean, it was only about 20 years ago, like when I met my wife, like I just still remember like 19, 1994, for example, we didn't, I got my first email. Like, man, can yeah. you oh, So you had, your, you had your first email address in 1994? Yeah, first year of university. Right, for, right. That was, I got my. Uh, it was. I remember the the first two digits was nine four zero two something. All right, that was my email address. Was because my was my student number at University of Waterloo, and that was my first email address when I first entered university. And 
And I'm like, what is this for? Like that, I mean, think about that. We're just talking, like Karen and I were just talking this morning. We're talking about how technology uh, may be ruining our kids in a sense of causing addiction. And we're talking, because yeah. I was listening to uh, Simon Sinek and he, he was just talking about that. And I was like, this is a really interesting thing on how uh, our kids who might be addicted where we control like alcohol and drugs, that which create, creates dopamine. But yet, um, you know, getting an email getting a Facebook message, getting a like yeah. on Facebook actually releases dopamine, dopamine. in us. Yeah. But you can imagine, like, I'm sure, like, you know, all these adults are listening right now. Like, I'm sure, you know, if you acknowledge it, you kind of have somewhat addiction to your phone, right? Not everybody, but, yeah. you know, majority of us, right? And so yeah. the thing is, is that for an, a, a brain, like less than 18 years old, who is immature brain, um, you know, waiting for instant gratification um, of a like or Facebook message or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, Snapchat or whatever it is, they... They're creating dopamine releases, which means it's causing an addiction. And we don't know the ramification of that. And and it's really interesting when you think about how, what we were, you know, where we were, you know, I mean, like all these kids have phones now. We're just talking about the phones, like all these kids. And my daughter's in year two and, and some of the kids in her class have iPhones. I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't get a phone. And I know I'm dating myself. I didn't get a phone until I came to Australia. I was like 27, 28 years old. Right. Oh, really? That was your first phone? That was my first phone. I still remember. Holy I bought it in Sydney. Because <laughs> right? everybody had a phone here. This was really- oh, no, hold on. But now I'm realizing that you're, you're 41. You're 41 or 42? 41. 41. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was 18, which would have made you would have made you 26. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's about right. 1999. I had a pager. <laughs> through, had a- <laughs> I had a pager. Pager. <laughs> in 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 Red College, I had a pager. Like when when a patient called, they left the measures. I got a page. Like that's that's, that's the extent good. of my communication. So you know, we take that for granted every single day that I could literally run a whole entire business just with my iPhone. Like literally, you know, everything. You know the videos, the 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 posts, and it's not the most efficient way, but it can be done. Right? Yeah. It can be done, and and we take that for granted. I think that's that's something that we take for granted every single day. I think we take it granted for our health every single day. That you know, uh, oftentimes that uh, you know, we, if we don't, you know, one day slips by and it's easier not to to work out or eat you know poorly, and you continue to do that, like we we take that for granted. And and you know, maybe a year or two years later, you start to realize like, oh, that pudge on me, like it's like oh. You know, like, well, how did that happen? Well, it happened over years. Like, it's just, it's not, you know, and it, it takes hard. It, I mean, I was out for five weeks, right? I, you know, we talked about that last time. I was really sick for two weeks, but I was away for three weeks. So I didn't really work out for five weeks. And that first two week back, oh my God, I was in, I was in pain. I was, I was, uh, I was in pain. <laughs> That's all I can describe. So what did you feel more? Did you feel more grateful for all the work you'd done leading up to the holiday going, oh my gosh, I was in really good nick to, to think that five weeks off, You'd recognize what you used to do, not relatively easily, let's be honest, but when you but you did it to recognize like what difference five weeks would make. Oh, five weeks level. killed me. Like five weeks, like I was, my body was actually yearning to get back, but I obviously was too sick to get back. Yeah. Um, but what was hard was like my, just the, I was the very first warm up, like just warming up, I was dead. Like oh. I was tired. I'm oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm huffing and puffing now and I haven't even started the day like and and I knew I was in trouble at that point right but it's it's just like you know when it's just all relative and I think sometimes it's that we just got to grind through it like now I'm probably about three I think I'm in my fourth week back now you know I'm finding my stride I'm still nowhere close to what I was but I'm starting so it takes time and I think it's it's about if you decide to go back to working out or decide to start eating it well and I think it's really important to recognize and be okay to um 
to recognize it's going to take time. It took time to get to where you are, you know, so therefore it's going to take time to get to where you want to go. Mm, absolutely. What about, I think, the the notion of either the, the actual work that we do, but I can even base this back, take it back, strip it back one level more and say the actual gift that most of us have to actually work Mm. There are so many people out there. But let's just use the Western world as an example. There's so many people that are unemployed that would love uh, to work and there's so many people out there whinging and moaning about their job. Yeah. And I, I sometimes want to like give them a slap in the reality face and go, do you recognize how much people would love to do what you're doing right now, that very thing that you're complaining about? Yeah. Um, well, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, who I met you know, again like just four weeks ago um, in, in Ojai. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about him is that he, he says this one, like a couple of key lines. And I think it's really important in this context. He says, you know, he doesn't care. And I don't care. I'm sure you don't care. I don't care if you watch television and House of Cards. You, you don't, I don't care if you're playing Games of Thrones. You know, you know, yeah, watching Games of Thrones yeah. or playing the PlayStation. And, you know, I don't, no one cares if you do all that stuff. That's fine as long as you're not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if you love your life doing that, that's awesome. Like, not all of us are built to, like, you know, hustle and grind and, and do the thing, right? And I'm not saying that we should have to hustle, hustle all the time. Like, I think that's just, the, you know, the word is just being kind of thrown out in the context. But I think is, but don't complain about it. Like, yeah. don't complain that you don't have X, you don't have Y, you don't have this, and yet you're wasting time going to the bar. Yeah. You know, you know that you're sleeping in until 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. You know what I mean? Uh, I think we, we often look at successful people. You know, the Kobe Bryant in basketball, the Michael Jordan, so the Tiger Woods in, in, in golf, or, you know, you look at, uh, you know, uh, you know, great athletes, you know, in any discipline, in any sport, or great artists, you know, who paint and, 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 and or are, you know, band, or singers and musicians, um, you know, great artists that, that just do amazing things in this world, great creators. I just read um, the biography of Elon Musk. Like, that guy's insane, like, like, his mind, like the work ethic that guy has is insane in my in my relative like for actually probably 99.9 percent .9 of the human population like we we just don't function like that however like what we don't realize and what we don't see right we admire these people but we never see we just we attribute it to talent like they're just yeah. talented or they're just born that way well there's an element of truth to that like there is a genetic component that makes a basketball player tall right and that's what you know helps them get into the unless NBA. you're Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, unless you're Muggsy Bogues, right? Exactly. <laughs> but most like you know, there's a great book that I read. It was called The Sports Gene, and they talked about like is it is it genetics? Like is it talent? Right? You know, born with it, or is it skills? And you know, at the end conclusion of the book, I didn't feel like it was one or the other. It's like it, it, there is genetic components. Like for example, like basketball players, if you're six eight or over, you have a one in, in like I think a million chance or hundred one in a hundred thousand chance that you're gonna make it to the NBA or something like that. Wow. Whereas like if you're less than six eight or something, you have like one in ten million chance. Make sense? So it's, yeah. it's it's sort of like yes, there is a genetic component, and you have a greater com um, uh, genetic com uh, component. Uh, sorry, chance to make it to the NBA if your arm span, which is typically your height of the, your whole entire body, that's usually how you know. Remember Da Vinci, like that's yeah. how your body. But in NBA, those they actually have a genetic almost not if you want to call it a defect, where their arms are actually arm span is actually slightly longer, longer than their yes. body. So yeah. therefore, they make it in the NBA. Like that, it's just one of those genetic dispositions. Uh, you know that that, that dispositions. Yeah, yeah, dispositions. Right. Like it's like a gymnast. Like they're not going to be six ten. 
You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? That's a disadvantage. Yeah, it's a disadvantage. <laughs> so you're, you're going to, like there's certain genetic, uh, um, uh, that, that, that genetics that's going to lead you to certain sports or, get, you know, things. However, they also got to factor in is that just because you're tall doesn't mean that you're going to make it. Yeah. Right. There's got to be a skills component. And going back to the, the thing that we admire all these sports athletes, what happens is that we admire their talent and think that we're not going to be like them. And that's not true. Is that they actually, what we never see is the work that they put behind it. Like, you know, we never see what Muhammad Ali did to train his mind, to train his body, the training that he actually has to do to get to the level that he has. We look at someone who's like, um, you know, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger and go, wow, like he's just genetically, he's able to build muscle. Like the guy, man, he, I, I don't know if you would ever want to work out it's like hot. the way he did, yeah. you know, or like you look at the rock and go, oh, wow, he's just so fit. Like you should see when he was a teenager, he was a scrawny little kid. Right, mm. but they worked hard day in day out. Right, they work four or five hours in the gym. You, if you want to be like that, then you got to dedicate yourself to that discipline to develop the skill set and get behind you. They're working, you know, the hours behind it. Are you willing to put in the work, or are you rather watch Games of Thrones? And that's and that's where the magic comes in, isn't it? I think to recognize that often the magic that we experience in life comes from. Uh, let's be clear, it comes from a lot of hard work. Like every every mum out there who's given birth knows that 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 was hard work and the result was magical you look at the michael jordans or the elon musks or the rock or whatever and what we look at their life as pure magic is really the combination of a lot of hard work well it's like let's go back to kids because that's what we started with right um kids is hard work like how your kids going to turn out um in the future is is a combination uh, an accumulation of Lots of, of hard work. <laughs> 20, like 15, 20 years, right? Of hard work. That's like, can you imagine 15, 20 years? Of You're making me tired. Can we not talk? I'm sensitive to this right now. Can we not talk? <laughs> yeah, you're only a few days into it, man. Like, you got like 19 years and 340, uh, you know, 56 days to go. Lawrence, right? Lawrence come on. <laughs> but I mean, that's like, you know, they, we have become adults. Like, who we are, where we are today is simply the, the fact of, all the things that we've done and the choices that we've made and the hours we put into the discipline that we're you know that we worked at i mean mm-hmm. i just spent some time with you know a few few people uh, i look at um you know i was spent some time with uh, a friend of mine in adelaide and, and just talking to him and i go i look at his business and i look at my business and i'm like holy crap like i see why his business is you know 10 times mine like it's a, it's just like it's because he's like fanatical about you know every single single detail and you start to like you start to appreciate and go wow like if i want that if i truly want it then i need to put in the work you know yeah. and i need to put my head in the game and actually do the work and it's just it's all relative like it's who you compare it to and you know one of the things i talk about um uh like i'm doing the talk in melbourne next week and um so if you're coming out if you if you're in melbourne you should come out 7th of uh 7th of june you know go to inside champions mine uh, dot com. Uh, grab a ticket, and I was in Adelaide. I was, I was, uh, and I actually. Damien Christoph is hosting you, isn't he? Yeah, Damien Christoph. So you get will to be see Damo and... and Lawrence. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, in there. So, um, anyway, so we're, I was in Adelaide doing a similar talk there, and uh, for Brett, and and I was doing, and I was talking about like normalizing your environment, and so there's a there's a story that I talk about, and I'll talk about it here is that you know there's a, a, a um story called uh what's called the PayPal Mafia. 
you know, we all know PayPal, right? The company PayPal. Yeah. And uh, what we don't know is that there's actually a whole bunch of people that actually started it, like Elon Musk, who is, uh, you know, I'll talk a little bit about him in a second, and, and a whole bunch of other people. And they worked in for years working and building this whole platform for PayPal, and then they sold it for millions of dollars, right? For millions of dollars. But it's not actually what they did. Like, I mean, most of us would be happy with a hundred $100 million payout. I don't think like most of us would go, oh, I'm happy. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't, no, no. I don't think I need to live, you know, I don't need to work anymore, right? But no, like, a guy like Elon Musk got paid $100 million out. And what did he do? He split his, his money. I think he got paid out like $150 million. And he split his money into three companies, right? And he was living on someone's uh, house. He couldn't even afford rent after $150 million payout because he split wow. it onto three companies. Tesla, which is one of the greatest car companies at the moment, uh, with, you know, solar uh, battery-powered card. SpaceX, which is building spaceships and rockets to go to Mars. And uh, Solar City, which is basically trying to uh, create, um, you know, um, solar power and energy source rather than, you know, the, the current energy source that we use now. And that's just Elon Musk. And then there's a guy named Peter Thiel who, you know, bought and sold, you know, and created, you know, billion-dollar companies. And there's a guy named Reid Hoffman. Reid Hoffman is a guy who uh, started LinkedIn, right? And then you got the two kids who started YouTube. They all are part of the PayPal mafia. That's just like only five people out of, you know, I think 12 or 14 people that started PayPal or worked at PayPal. And the thing is that if you're working day in, day out and hanging out with these people, all of a sudden, like, you got to have to elevate to the environment that they set, right? Yeah. When you go join the army, it's like you got to raise your standard to the standards of, you know, the army. You know, if you join the Navy SEALs, it's like you got to raise the standard to the Navy SEAL code if you want to stay there. And that's the key. It's like if you're not... If you don't, if you think you're doing the best, it's all relative, right? If you can elevate yourself and find peers that are doing better than you and hang out with them, all of a sudden, like you, you can't not stop and help yourself elevate to that level just because you're hanging around with them. And so yeah. I think it's really important to normalize our environment, to lift our game. Um, and uh, yeah, and just realize. And But at the same time, going back to what we're talking about today in this today's podcast is being okay with, but be also appreciate, sorry, be appreciative and also have gratitude for where you are now, right? I think it's, we need to stop and think and stop and appreciate, but I don't think we need to stay there for too long because otherwise I think you stop. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. A lot of people, they uh, they get torn between how much time to spend in that gratitude space and how much time to spend with almost that, you know, what I call that healthy discontent for the future or the healthy discontent for now in order to create what they want for the future because my view is that you can't create what you want in the future unless you uh, have a sense that what you have right now is not good enough because you need a pain point or a drive to um, push you forward and I think that's what a lot of people generally get stuck on is how much time do I spend going, well, I'm so grateful for my family and my current life right now but I'm also determined to improve X, Y, and Z in my life. Mm. And, you know, everybody's different. But for me, like, I'm never, I never stay um, feeling. You're not there for very long. I'm not there for very long. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, you, uh, it's like when I, you know, when we accomplish something like, say, the Wellness Summit or we, we, we you know, we have a massive win somewhere, um, it's like, awesome. Like, what's yeah. next? Uh, and that's just me. <laughs> that's me, though, right? Because I think I enjoy the process rather than the end. Yeah. Like, that's just me. Like, I, I, you know, I enjoy the process of getting there and the hard work. And I do spend time, like, I do spend time going being grateful. I think because that gives me perspective. Like, it, I need to stop and be yes. grateful. Otherwise, yes. I'm, like, always working hard for nothing. Um, so I do find the time. Like, every day I write down three things I'm grateful for. So I do spend the time to be grateful. I just probably don't spend as much time 
Uh, maybe as I should, or maybe, I don't know. No, maybe, no, no, who, no, who knows, no, right? that's it, though. Everyone's different, right? Yeah, but I think it's important to find that time to be grateful, but um, as I don't spend that time because otherwise you become a one-hit wonder. Yeah, right? well, there's you, plenty of people out there that are just, they're so grateful for now, but then there's so many things that they want for the future, but they're not spending the time. Like it comes back to the beginning. We've gone full circle, which is a wonderful thing in this episode, not spending the time to hustle and grind or whatever we want to call it to create the future that they dream of. Yeah, exactly. And I really would, you know, hate to see like, oh, I got this job and that would be like the the most, you know, the amazing thing. But then you don't actually work hard at the job. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, right. I think the, yeah. you yeah. got to be able to gotta go, I got the job and be grateful for it and then go, okay, how can I like do the best I can at that job so I can accelerate and then get a promotion, you know, do yeah. the best I can. Because let's face it, you know, I don't care what job you're in, um, the better you do. Um, most likely, either someone's going to notice. If they don't notice, at least you've grown, and you could be a. You're not just going to be a commodity. You're going to be someone um, who's going to be indispensable, and uh, and that's what you want to have. You know, you don't. As, you, yes. Sorry. Go on. Go ahead. No. I'm, I was going to say, as my mum would say uh, these days, she says, "Everyone wants the wedding, and no one wants the marriage. It's like everyone wants the one day of Hollywood, and no one's prepared to do the hard work that that, that marriage takes. And like you said, everyone wants to get that job." But uh, doing the hard work uh, to get better at the job is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, absolutely. I could have gone to a different path there, but I will just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, guys, this has been Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class. But if you are on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Inside the Champion's Mind. We'd love to like it there and comment there below this particular episode or just comment there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and also go to Wellness Couch. Uh, we got the Wellness Summit coming up. Uh, they're going to be in September 10th and 11th. Uh, early bird tickets are there. Actually, we should probably announce the, our special guests right here, right now on this podcast because they're going to be announced anyways. Um, would you like to do that honor? The Merry Maker Sisters are coming to the Wellness Summit, Wellness Couch folks. So make sure you head to the wellnesssummit.com for special early bird tickets as we speak. So very exciting. The very first time that Emma and Carla Pappas will be joining us at the summit. They are absolutely pumped. So we can't wait to have you join us at the summit this well, year. I'm looking forward to it. And we all still got one, I think we still got one, maybe two more guest, uh, guest uh, speakers that uh, we haven't announced just yet. So stay tuned. But uh, hey, why wait? And uh, why don't you just get your ticket? Because there's going to be awesome speakers already. And the, the other ones that are coming just be a bonus. Uh, like I said, if you are, it happened to be in Melbourne on the 7th of June, on the Tuesday night, I'm going to be presenting uh, in Brighton uh, near uh, Damon's Practice at uh, InsideChampionsMind.com. Go check it out. You can get some tickets uh, and use the code, special code CHAMPION uh, to get a two-for-one ticket and bring a friend. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and um, make sure you comment. We'll love to have more reviews on uh, Inside Champions Mind. Everybody I speak to just love their this podcast and it's one of their favorite podcasts. Please let the world know by uh, leaving a great review and uh, that will help us uh, you know, get this message across. So right. again... Guys, congratulations to Marcus and Sarah uh, for uh, welcoming a brand new uh, baby and I'm sure a new champion in, in, into this world. <laughs> uh, I look forward to meeting him at some point and uh, you know, congratulations from everybody here on the show. Thanks, everybody. Really appreciate it. All right. We'll speak to you in the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.